Hey, babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode, and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There, you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. I am so thrilled to have Courtney Murphy on today to talk to us about her new best-selling book, Life After Burnout, and also a lot of things to help us go from burnout to alignment. I know I am really looking forward to this conversation. Courtney, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Paige. I'm so thrilled to be able to talk on this subject, you know, to your, to you, you're so fun and, and to your audience. Like I love the topic. I'm so passionate about it. And um, my goal is just to reach as many people as possible to help them like master chronic stress and turn it into alignment. And I couldn't be happier uh, than to be here with you today. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We have to not go any further without giving a shout out to our girl, Samantha Joy, right? Yes. We love her. Samantha Joy, what a joy she is, has brought us together through her publishing business. So I recently published my book just a few weeks ago and Samantha coached me through the process. She published the book for me and probably even more profound than all of the amazing work that she's done is she has just naturally grown this amazing community of authors who are able to connect with their, you know, similar mentality and lifestyles and been such a beautiful process. And I couldn't be happier than to have gone through that with Samantha and to be able to meet people like, like Paige here is just phenomenal. Yay. I mean, she is definitely the epitome of bringing women together and showing us how we're stronger together. And it's not only just so much fun to support each other in these new adventures and these new steps that we're taking, but also I feel like it just really creates this 
culture, this understanding that we can do hard things if we band together. And if we ask for help, that's a big one for me. And I would imagine that when you are in that state of burnout, which we will get to in just a minute, but when you're in that state of burnout, like there's just nothing better than asking for help and having somebody come in and make you feel less alone. And I feel like when I was going through my book writing process, I had my awesome editor, Jessica Killingly, we did an episode a few weeks back and then Sam came in and helped me just tie it up with the bow and get it actually off my laptop and into the world. And that there are a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of different things that you have to think about with that. And just overall, it just feels like it's that leaning on each other for support thing that doesn't just help us get our book in the world. But would you agree that it feels like it then just becomes a part of your lifestyle where you realize no matter what I'm doing, whether it's business, whether it's personal life, whether it's, I know you're a fellow mom too, whether it's mom life and just realizing that we don't have to do stuff alone. We are truly stronger and better when we ask for help and better together. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And I've been talking to friends so much about that lately. Um, yeah, I know my, my mindset has changed dramatically from going through burnout and then also working on this book writing process, being introduced to Sam and her network. And so now I'm trying to talk to my girlfriends, like offering them help. I work from home. I have minimized my hours over the summer. So I'm a little more capable of helping people at this moment. And they always are like a little resistant. And I had to tell them like, no, wait, this is what we need to be doing for each other. I love offering help. You can say yes. And then they're like, oh yeah, you know, I actually like offering help too. And maybe I should say yes. And I love that hopefully we're starting, like we were a little bit ago, we were talking about the ripple effect. Hopefully this is starting a ripple of like asking and offering and receiving help and building that community again. Cause it's so phenomenal to know that we don't have to go through things alone. Yeah. And I love that component of serving others that you brought up too, and and helping others, because I feel like sometimes what pulls us out of that stressful stuck place is seeing that somebody else could benefit from some of the skills or the experiences or just the hard stuff maybe that we've gone through and either come out on the other side or we're just a little bit further ahead of them. So even we were talking about one of her other authors that I connected with originally just a few weeks ago. And now it feels like we've got a friendship brewing, which is so great. I feel like you and I are going to be that way too, where it's like you end up going through these tough things together and it makes you a better person, feel more confident about what you're working on, whether personally or professionally, and just allows you to grow together. It just feels like exponential growth when we can step out of what we're going through and serve others, even in the parenting. I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this, but we went through some stuff a little while back and obviously parenting is just going to be ongoing until long after they're 18. We all know because we all grew after 18 and I know I still talk with my mom, literally texting her earlier and I was like, can you fly back in from Tennessee to California and get in the pool with my youngest son and just remember <laughs> some good strokes? Cause she's like an expert swim instructor forever ago. So um, I still, you know, even at age 42, I'm still asking my parents to come in and help me out. And I just feel like, yeah, I, it just feels like when we can help fellow moms as well, just move past whatever they're going on at the, whatever they've got going on at the moment and help them kind of get to the other side. It, it actually makes us feel like 
we're moving forward and we sort of have that purpose as well. Uh, and on that note, I would love to know if, if you could just share with us a little bit about what you do um, and then we'll talk more specifically about what's in the book. But can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, I love that question. Um, who I am. I, I have a whole like section in the book about identity and thinking about who you are and separating that professional title from like who you are as a person. Right. Um, so who I am, I, you know, I, I was an HR leader, but who I really am, I, I see myself as a person passionate about like human growth and development and about people in general. I am constantly like engaging in what is the motivation behind human interactions, human actions, human behavior. And I love discussing all of that with my entire community and sharing my insights in any ways that can be helpful to those people which is really what motivated me to write my book, Life After Burnout, because I had some unique um, knowledge and education and insights into the topic, especially from the occupational perspective, and was incredibly passionate about sharing that insight with other people who may not have access to it or who could have a, a quicker recovery or maybe even prevent burnout um, even better. Uh, what I do day to day, I right now I'm enjoying much of my time with my kids. That is something I decided on, um, and I don't. Not everyone has to decide that. I'm, I'm really focusing on helping people with alignment these days. So I went through my own um, alignment mapping process and discovered here is how I like would like my life to be. So I focus on my personal priorities and making time for those and then also balancing it out with my professional ambitions and uh, priorities and so and on that side so I work with individuals um, from a career coaching perspective in two different areas one would be feeling and finding fulfillment in their success so all elements of performance motivation alignment and um, achieving success that feels exciting, that feels like you're thriving. And then I also do um, some employee advocacy work, which means uh, if I think a simple way to put it is if you think of a union representative for people who don't have a union, there's so much complexity with employment regulations these days that employees can't be expected to understand them all. But I assure you companies do, or they have lawyers that are helping them. And so I have a, a deep knowledge and experience in this area. And I have uh, quite a few clients that come to me for help with complex employment situations where they just need some insight into what their rights are and how to navigate those situations. So I try to help people with that as well. And um, on the flip side, I work with organizations on building uh, excellent cultures and leadership style to help their employees thrive. So we aim to maximize performance, company performance through talent vitality because when employees are thriving, companies perform better. Um, so I really try to harmonize all of the services I offer for individuals and organizations um, to promote my mission, which is just uh, maximizing performance through talent vitality. Let's get everybody feeling excellent in life so that they can leave a legacy they're proud of uh, when they move on. Oh, I love that you brought legacy into it because when I had 
Samantha Joy, on an interview recently, we talked about leaving that legacy. And it was really cool because in her book, I don't know if you knew this, but her dedication in her book was her birth announcement. So she kind of was feeling, did you know that? I didn't know. Like I read her book. I, I don't think I was, I realized it. Yeah. So she actually knew that she was pregnant and she hadn't made it an official announcement. And you know how we like to wait for a little bit just to make sure everything's okay before we like announce that to the world. And so she, as she's sort of like birthing this book baby, you know, and putting it out there, she put that in the dedication. She was, and, and it was all about how she knew that she needed to do this because she wanted to leave a legacy. So I love that you just included that as well. And I also really appreciate what you're talking about. You know, before I decided to go all in and start my own company, professional organizing, and now as a mompreneur strategist, I was a teacher and I was so blessed to have been able to work for 15 years with two different schools that that was a priority for them. They wanted their teachers to feel like they were a part of the team, like they were helping call the shots of what was going on and creating that culture. And when you talk about fulfillment in your work, I so identify with that because I remember thinking, okay, when I leave my teaching job, which was so hard because I loved teaching, I was kindergarten and second grade teacher for so long and I loved it. And when I left that and went into business for myself, I was like, okay, I got to be my own hype girl. I got to be the person that is continuing. I need to model what I saw that they did to keep me feeling fulfilled and excited about this job. I like how to be my own motivator. And if you're an entrepreneur, you know, that can be really tough and lonely sometimes. So to be able to have someone like you, like an advocate for those people and really understand what their rights are, like you said, and also just really inspire and encourage fun and joy and excitement that will absolutely fuel the motivation to move forward. So um, I just, I had to just say all of that because that just makes so much sense to me, as you say. And, and I mean, what a gift that that is actually your job and what you do. I think that there's a great legacy you're leaving behind in that as well. So I love that. That's really important. Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think you're doing it. You're doing it, girl, every day. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about um, what is, I saw this on your book cover, Work Well People Solutions. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I started my own business, you know, I pondered for weeks on what am I going to call, you know, this company? And it just occurred to me one day. And it. I'm so fortunate to be able to have had this word, this phrase come to mind because work well, I think really harmonizes the employee motivation and the company motivation. You know, employees want to feel well, like health-wise, they want to work well, they want to perform well so that they have something they can show for their efforts. They want to have purpose. Um, And then companies, of course, want to perform well. They need to perform well, really, to meet expectations you know, of investors or, or whoever the stakeholders are. And so I think work well harmonizes that, you know, motivation for both the employee and the employer. And um, my goal is to, to show, I, I was telling you earlier, when I worked in HR, I could so easily see how these two motivations were really harmonized. And 
how so many other people struggled to see that. And some companies can be very adversarial because they're trying to force performance out of their employees rather rather than motivate it or coach it or guide it. And fortunately, we have so much research nowadays that's showing there's a great way to get excellent, you know, sustainable performance from your staff. So for me, that means work well. And I feel like I can help employees and employers and leaders work well, uh, you know, to be able to meet those goals that everyone has. That makes so much sense. I've heard you say a couple of things. I have to give some credit here as this is popping into my mind to my, I call her my business and success coach, my dear friend, Kelly Mobeck. She has helped me since day one, going from being a teacher to an entrepreneur and starting my own company and all the days in between. But Kelly Mobeck is so fantastic. And she taught me years ago when she came and spoke at, gosh, I think it might've been mops back in the day, mothers of preschoolers, which yeah. we now transitioned at our church. We call we now call it mom life because it's mothers of all ages and stages. We realized we were losing our preschool moms when they were no longer in preschool. We're like, no, come back. So now we just do it with all ages and stages. Uh, moms come in. And anyway, I had her come and speak years ago to our group. And she said something that literally changed my life. And she talked about how balance is really difficult in, you know, personally and professionally, like it's really, really hard to find that perfect balance. And that was when really balance was such a buzzword, like find your balance, make sure you're, you know, that puts so much pressure on people. And what she said is there's no such thing as balance shoot for harmony. And I keep hearing you talk about harmony between, you know, the worker and the business, the company and having the, you know, those two parts harmonized together to create something really working sustainable where you are working well, and you're finding those solutions. And so um, I can't help, but be reminded of back in the day that took so much pressure off when I heard her say, don't stress so much about the balance. The balance will end up coming, but it's always going to be a little out of whack. If you can just shoot for harmony, whether that's in parenting, when you and your partner are trying to parent these awesome kids. And one of you needs to be a little bit more either committed to work or focused on a project or something like that. And you ask the other parent, can you come in and just like be a rock star parent for me right now? And then I've got your back. Let me just get through the next month or the next two weeks. And then, you know, I'll be loading the dishwasher and doing the laundry and packing the kids lunches and getting them to school. You know, if, if you could just support me in this and there's that harmony that's created and then you get there back after. So I like that visual that it feels like you can do that now with employees and company owners and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that that's really cool. And I have to ask you, I noticed also with your book, I love all things in threes. And I noticed that you put as your subtitle, there are three different R words that are important. So the name of the book is life after burnout. Tell us what the subtitle is. And can you talk about those three R words that you have there? Yes. Uh, Thank you for asking. Sometimes they just get, you know, overlooked a little bit, but uh, they, they have a lot of meaning and insight into what the book is about. Um, So the first one is reclaim. Actually, I'll tell the the whole title is Life After Burnout, Reclaim, Recover, Renew. And reclaim is really reclaiming the work environment. But it can even be more than that. In that that chapter, I talk about um, social conditioning that really has a lot of stronghold on our own behaviors and our approach to how we work. But being able to recognize uh, the key 
areas that contribute to chronic workplace stress and do something about those, which in the book, we talk a lot about um, self-advocacy, advocating in the workplace. Uh, Generally, that is through communication and not being afraid to speak up and do it effectively, right? And so I coach how to do that in a strategic way that is welcome in the work environment, you know, by providing solutions or options. Um, So reclaiming the environment, not, you don't just have to take what's thrown at you in the working world. You can be part of a culture that's evolving and you can help direct where that's, what is changing in that culture every day. Um, You're contributing to that. So contribute in a way that's going to help everybody out. So reclaiming the work environment. And that can be for, I want to clarify that, you know, I talk a lot about workplace. I talk about burnout, which is a workplace phenomenon technically with the terminology from the World Health Organization, but it's really about our roles that we take on in our life. So it could be, you know, burnout from being a parent. It can be burnout from being a partner. It can be burnout from being a patient. You know, there are many different roles that we take on that we're not compensated for. And it applies to those roles as well. So if I say work environment, I mean, whatever environment you're in, uh, where you're performing that role. So it's important to recognize that. So the first part is reclaim. And then we have recover, which is your own physical health and well-being. So we in burnout, you have to recover and get back to, you know, a, a stable degree of health. And it, when you're in burnout, you lose your health, like your, your nervous system is on overdrive in a chronic way such that you you cannot physically maintain your health. Um, things will break down, whether you get to the point where you're having actual panic attacks, whether it's digestive issues, um, almost always there's sleep problems, vitamin deficiency, uh, your adrenals are out of whack. There's a lot that can happen with physical and mental health. And so we walk through getting healthy again and, and you know, ways to to maintain it in a very manageable way. I talk about like micro adjustments, micro improvements, because uh, in burnout, we don't want to try to do anything too dramatic to like, you know, send us into relapse. We have to take these baby steps and I'm trying to guide people on like, where are those baby steps going to be the most effective so that we can get better. And then the last part is renew, which is honestly my favorite part. We had talked about like the, within the title, I'll show you guys the book here. It was really important to me to call this life after burnout. And that is because of the renew section. This is not a burnout book. It's not a stress management book. It's not like a book about despair. It's a book about renewal. It's a book about alignment and, you know, self-awareness, self-discovery. It's a book to help you take steps to moving forward in your life in a way that you are passionate about. Um, So I'm so excited. You know, what life before burnout is mundane sometimes. Sometimes it's monotonous because we're just marching on with the, you know, what we've society has told us to be doing. Or yeah, the grind, like the daily grind. And sometimes it's because that's, you know, we just get into a routine that's comfortable. We don't necessarily have the time to stop and think about what do I really want? So in my mind, that's like life before burnout. And then life during burnout is just can be miserable. (laughs) It can be a nightmare. You're like I said, you're thinking, yeah, like, you know, when you have physical mental breakdown, that's not good. You get irritable. You're starting to, you know, 
verbally, you know, not be nice to people that you care about. Uh, it's not great life during burnout, but life after burnout can be glorious. It can be everything you've imagined. And that is where the renew section focuses on. We do alignment mapping. We reflect on values. We look at job alignment. We look at life alignment. I actually reference um, Samantha Joy's book in that section. So part of alignment, once you discover what you want in life, yes, you I know just what, where I'm going right here. Sometimes you have to deal with a little bit less. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. Shout out to Sam and her book, The Less Effect. It, I joked when we were talking on that episode, but it in some ways has become an extra Bible for me because they're definitely, I've got some dog-eared pages that I go back and just remember that. So yeah. Yeah. And this I'm sure hits on your home base too. Like so you don't want to clutter your life it's and true. that includes your activities, the mm-hmm. people, it's not just things. It, it could be thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing like, what do you need to cleanse out of your life so that you can make room for what you've just identified you want in your life. And so that I think is very powerful. And I hope, you know, that the book is ending then on, on a high note that really sets people forward on a path to where they can really feel amazing. They can feel like they're thriving. They can feel fulfillment in their success. So that's the goal. That's the the whole progression of, of the book life after burnout. Um, you know, we do, we do talk about some of the, you know, more sad moments in the book, but that's part of it. Right. Well, yeah, that's actually what I want to ask you about. Let's say that someone picks up that book because they are in the midst of burnout and they see this offering that you have, oh my goodness, there's life after burnout. Well, I am in the midst of it. And so what, what advice today, like a bit of advice today, would you have for someone who, and now my big thing, I mean, you're on the time to pivot podcast. And the reason I named it that is because I was going through lots of different times that I needed to pivot, whether it was going from, you know, uh, being a teacher and needing to pivot because I was needed at home. That resonated a lot with me when you said right now you're focusing a lot on home life. And, you know, a lot of times parents during the summertime, we get a little more home life with the kids parenting, whether we want it or not, because they're home from school. But <laughs> uh, having that be a, a conscious choice that I made, that you're making this summer, and that I made at that time, that was really a pivotal time for me. And my relationship with my kids, my family, even my husband really grew into a beautiful place that I couldn't have anticipated because I was going through some struggle while work was great and I loved it. There were some things that caused me to feel so burned out on some things that were happening over and over and over. And it was stressful. And so I found a way to pivot through that, found a good thing that was going to help me. And that was when I started the business. And when I started the business, I got to the place of, oh my goodness, I'm now like in people's homes organizing and it's the pandemic and we've all been shut down and I can't go. And then there was the pivot of starting the podcast to connect with them. And then the book coming out and all those times of pivot throughout make me think like it was really hard and dark and yucky. Some of those times and the loneliness I've already mentioned, if people are going through that in between stage where they feel like they are burnt out. Talk to us about a little bit of advice you have for if they pick that book up off the shelves 
and they are looking to get more in alignment. How do you go from burnout to alignment? Yeah. My first thought and why I was so excited to come on time to pivot is because unfortunately the first six, there's 12 stages of burnout that have been identified by Herbert Freudenberger and Gail North back in the seventies. This is not a new thing. What's interesting is that the first six, I like to call them the stealth stages. You don't know that you're in it because you're, you know, so at least our generation has been achievement conditioned, right? And we, we, we feel good because we've been taught to respond positively to achieving. And so like your first stage is compulsion to prove you want to prove your worth, prove what you're capable of, like show that your work has tremendous value. And that feels good at first. And then you start working harder. And so especially in the corporate environment, maybe uh, also for entrepreneurs, you're like, I can take on more. I can do more of this because it's good. And like the world needs it. And then you go from there to starting to neglect your own needs. And that's where I want people to start to recognize the, that's a, that's a red flag that some of us do. And we just, if we don't know that we should be aware of that flag, we can keep marching into chronic stress and burnout. And so I would say that's where I recommend people focus the most is don't neglect your needs, focus on self-care, make time for it. It is incredibly important. And when we talk about stress resilience, which is life, of course, has stress. And, you know, in the reclaim section of the book, I talk about setting up an environment that minimizes the unnecessary, annoying stress. And then in the recover and in really building stress resilience topics, we talk about how are you going to make yourself strong in that when the necessary stress happens, you can handle it well. Because life is going to have stress, especially entrepreneurs, any job you have, parenting, any role you take on, it's going to have like necessary stress that happens in life. So you want to bring your best self to that stress when it does come up so that you can handle it well. And we can't do that if we're neglecting ourselves, right? Yes. That is the first and most easy thing to address. And whatever that means for you, the most common ones I talk about in the book are movement, nourishment, and and rest and recovery. Um, You know, that can be sleep, but it can also be decompression, right? Like reading a book or doing whatever your favorite, you know, decompression activity is. So with movement, you know, it's great if you exercise. I would not make time for exercise because it felt like in my mind, I was thinking of the conventional, I need an hour. I need to put on different clothes. I need to then shower. That's now two hours. Like I can't fit that into this schedule that has me burning out. Like, where is that going to come from? That is exactly where my brain goes. Everything is resonating way too much. (laughs) So I like to think of it as movement, right? So self-care, if you like think of those three areas, start with movement, whatever that means for you. When I left my burnout environment for me, Going back to children, there were multiple reasons I wanted to reconnect with my kids and be more present in their life. A big one was because I was not my best self for a long time while I was burning out. Those people that have been through burnout, will, will this will yeah. resonate with you. Uh, I hear you, girlfriend. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like it. they were repeating my favorite 
like irritable phrases, I'll call them <laughs> when I would snap. Like then I saw that being reflected back at me and I was like, oh boy, this yeah. is not just affecting me. It's affecting my children, my family. So I wanted to unwind some of those behaviors that they learned from me. Yeah. And so I, I, I made it a point to walk them to school every day and pick them up and walk them home from school every day. I know that I like walks. And so it was like a win-win because I got this quality time with my kids and I got out in the fresh air and I got like a little decompression walk. Yeah. Um, Don't you love when so it doesn't have to be exercise. Yeah. Like two, two things, like a lot of bang for your buck there. And just making that, that small change that probably felt like a really big thing to the kiddos and to you. I love that that killed two birds with one stone. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. Head over to Amazon and search up I've Got You Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can find it there on e-reader, that's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. Yes. And I love that. I'm like a big efficiency person. So especially in burnout, if you can, like, if you can do that with any of these processes, like absolutely go for it. And then, um, what was the other, so nutritionist one, you know, it's hard, like you don't want to make big changes in your life when you're burning out or you're pre-burnout, you're dealing with chronic stress. Um, but look at those micro adjustments. If you know that your body reacts poorly to mine was coffee, unfortunately, like I can't, I can't drink coffee anymore, which is very sad for me, but (laughs) I I feel like I love the ritual. And so I'll occasionally be like, Oh, maybe I should do this with a, an herbal tea instead of a, yeah. And I've been drinking, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. This is not an ad, but it could be element L M N T. And it's, is it good? I haven't tried it yet. Okay. So I love it. And, um, as a matter of fact, I could be wrong, but I think at Samantha Joy's um, upcoming event that we're going to go to, if I'm not mistaken, she did something in the, I'm going to have to send her this episode. She's going to have to listen to this because we are just yeah. shouting her out like crazy. Sam, we love you. I think I got a glimpse in one of her stories about some of the things that are coming in for like the VIP, like the swag bags. Yes. And I'm almost positive I saw L-M-N-T. L-M-N-T. I think I saw it too. I'm so, yeah. I was like, Ooh, I've been wanting to try that. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I, they are in my pantry at all times. I've got some in my night t- side table over here. I, when my daughter plays volleyball, I put them in her volleyball backpack and okay. it's just the electrolyte drinks, no sugar, which totally reminds me by the way of this just two days ago, Courtney, I was telling my daughter, I said, okay, let me just, let me just get really real here. I was on my period and what happens when I am feeling hormonal and on my period is I crave sugar and chocolate. And I, and that is so not me. I'd rather I'm from the South. So I'd rather have steak and potatoes. I'd rather have a second helping of, you know, or even a healthy salad or a green juice, but I just, I don't crave sugar. Like I never get dessert. It's not a thing. And that time of the month, if I am grocery shopping, it's those end of the aisle you know, or like right at the cash register, you're nodding your head. I know you get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want a candy bar. I feel it 
I'm going to sound like an old lady. I feel it in my joints. And I said to my daughter the other day, I got two candy bars and I ate both flipping candy bars that day. And they weren't little, (laughs) they were big candy bars. And I could feel in my elbows. I heard my elbows cracking and popping. My daughter and I, we were watching Project Runway in my bed. We were all curled up and I like stretched my arm out and it was like, crack, crack. And she's like, mom, what in the world? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the two candy bars. Every time I have too much sugar, I start feeling it in my body. And what does that make me want to do? It makes me want to curl up and watch Project Runway, you know, binge watch for a long time. It doesn't make me want to go out and be active. And so these are things that you're saying that make me feel like, oh my gosh, am I in those early stages right now. And I think I might be in those early stages of burnout where I'm not even recognizing. And if I don't get control of this now, the last thing I'm heading for is alignment. I'm heading for a crash. And, and I'm so grateful that you're sharing this stuff right now, because all these red flags are popping up and I'm like, stop eating the candy bars, move your body. And I'm curious if you feel like just taking a break, just like how you said you walk to school with your kids and that was time with your kids as well. So you combine the movement with that. I am not great with going outside. I have an incredible view of the ocean and the mountains right now. I love my view. I don't necessarily have the urge to be out in it. And so when people talk about like getting outside, getting some sun, getting in nature, getting that, that kind of thing, I struggle with that because I'm an indoor girl and I love work. I love helping moms get organized in their home. I love being completely immersed in that and I could do it for hours. Um, And so what is your advice? I know literally yesterday after two days ago, I made that realization with candy bars and I was like, I need to chill out on the sugar because my body just does not do well with it. And the other thing is I told my kids cause they were wanting to go to the pool. We have like a community pool. I'm not a pool girl. I'm not an outdoor girl. And I had my sneakers on cause I had just been organizing for hours. And I said, okay, we're going to the pool. I'm not going to go home and feel like I need, like you said, the whole hours and hours of getting ready and whatever, and packing the bags and putting on sunscreen and getting flip-flops and putting on a swimsuit that I don't really feel comfortable wearing right now. All those things. Instead, I was like, fine. I had sneakers and shorts on and I took the kids to the pool and I called my girlfriend that I hadn't seen for a while. And she came and her daughter swam with my kids. And it was, I was like, why don't I do this at least once a week? Why don't I do this? So I'm curious if it if part of that factor of what made it enjoyable was that you did it in your way, in a way that was aligned with you and you weren't showing up in an uncomfortable, you know, attire, you weren't feeling like you had to whatever had to lay out, had to, you know, actually get in the water with your kids, which is something I struggle with. Um, Yeah. I think it's really, do the things that align with you. So don't, don't focus on exercise. Don't focus on like diet, you know, like you brought up sugar, that is a great one. That is the number one to, thing to avoid if you want to manage burnout or stress. Okay, um, it's a neurotoxin and not very good for stress management. So, but it's interesting because we do crave carbs, we crave sugar when we get into stress. So it's a, a level of awareness. That's what I'm hoping with the book. We get a level of awareness so that people can make those you know, educated decisions. And then if you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to have this candy bar, you know what you're getting into. So then it's okay because you're making 
that choice and it's not happening to you. You're, you're deciding that. But then um, the last one was like rest and recovery. And, you know, same thing with that. Like it's going to affect everyone differently and you have to decide what little tweaks are you going to make in that realm that are aligned, that feel aligned with you. And I love that you brought up the pool because I saw your post and you had on those Air Jordans. And I was like, oh, I love those shoes. I've been wanting to get a pair. I didn't, I, were yours blue? I'm like, I got to figure out what color. Mine were not blue. However, I do. I love all the colors on other people. And if you know me, you'll know I'm allergic to color. So I am wearing (laughs) like olive green tank top today, which is like about as bold as I get when it comes to color. Uh, My girlfriend was laughing when I went to organize because what you didn't see is um, the shirt that I had on with those um, sneakers. And by the way, I got the Air Jordans and the Dunks because my kids were like, mom, you need both of these. Like you really need to step up your sneaker game. So I cannot take credit for that. They both were like, mom, you need to have cooler shoes. And I was like, okay. It's fun when your kids get to a point where they can give you fashion advice. Like I look forward to that. My daughter's already helped me a little bit with stuff. It's, it's, it's a joy. And to go back to your question. So to be, if you um, struggle with movement Mm -hmm. or outdoors at all, and I'm not saying this from like, I'm not a MD doctor, but I'm just saying from a burnout perspective and managing stress, like you, for example, when you're doing your work, I imagine there's a good degree that can be physical. So taking advantage of those moments and recognizing and appreciating yourself for that, like you're not sitting at a desk all day. There are so many things like we all have a a lot of things around the house, playing with our kids, uh, cooking dinner. I used to feel, so I carry my stress in my, my neck and shoulders. And that was a big red flag for me when I went, like, I love to cook. And uh, the days where I would feel the pain of cooking more than other days, I was like, oh, there's something else going on here that is causing me to like already come into this uh, activity that I normally find enjoyment in with tension. So it's recognizing how you feel and, and addressing that. So I would, you know, figure out better postures or try to make my movements more grand so that I'm like getting like full range, fuller range of motion. So it doesn't have to be anything overwhelming. I love the idea of just like t- start where you are, you know, take advantage of where you are now and don't overwhelm yourself with expectations. You know, you, you've just made me think of two things. One is like, I always talk about to my clients when they're like nervous about hiring somebody to come to organize and that can be really vulnerable and I get it. The first thing I do is when I walk in, I start noting areas that I see that they have put in organization. And I say like, wow, give yourself credit for this. I see what you're doing here. I see we can tweak a couple of these things and have it be sort of a better working system um, for your kids. Maybe the kids are just getting a little older. So what they once put in place isn't working as well anymore. But I get, I tell them they need to give themselves more credit for things they're already doing. So thank you for just acknowledging that you're right. And I hadn't really thought about it like that, but like I said, I can get lost in hours of organization because I'm such a nerd and I love it. And I geek out over seeing the clutter go to decluttered and just like, you know, the, the chaos going to de-stressing the home. And I love that so much. And, um, that is very physical for me. I am lifting heavy things. I am moving a lot of things. I do a lot of relocations. And so I'm helping unpack boxes and I can do this for hours and hours. And so just being like, wow, that, that is kind of like, I do sometimes joke. I'm like, gosh, this feels like weightlifting and cardio today. You know, yes. I, <laughs> those notes, but I don't think I was really being 
like intentionally giving myself credit for that. And even like you said, like playing with your kids, being a little more active with your kids or like when I would go watch Duke play baseball, I'm like lugging in all the snacks and the drinks and I'm out and moving around. So that is more physical. So thank you for that. And I also appreciate, so my company, I named it everything with style because doing things in your style that makes sense for you, not looking at your neighbor and seeing what they're doing. So I love that you just acknowledged that too. And you were like, Paige, you did it in your own way. You went to the pool with your kids in your sneakers. You didn't have to have your swimsuit on. And that makes a lot of sense to me why we don't have to make it this big, huge thing. And and it feels like when you talk about alignment, I was going to say like, what do you really think is alignment? What do you mean? And it's like, it, it feels like it's those things that you're saying. It's really just doing it for yourself. And that takes a lot of pressure off of me. And I think probably a lot of people who are listening where it doesn't have to be some big, huge change in your lifestyle. It can be like little pivots, little, 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 it's little, it's like little pivots make one big pivot. And Uh what I want to talk a little bit about alignment is like, and here we are just throwing the word around. We, I can get into what or how you actually identify it. But what is lovely when you start looking at it is you recognize the way that that you're already doing it and where you're already doing it. And so you're like, oh, okay. Like I obviously am doing, I'm drawn to do certain things for, for a reason. And I think of myself as more of a business professional having, you know, a corporate career. And I think very much that way. Um, I have a lot of like psychology knowledge. And so I wanted to, you know, bring those two things together to make almost like a business approach to alignment, just to simplify it so that it's not this like pie in the sky kind of concept uh, that we don't really know what it means. So I've got a really um, simple method and I coach people on alignment mapping. I have alignment mapping tool that goes along with my book, but really it starts with how you feel because I think we want to feel like we're thriving. We want to feel good in, or maybe I shouldn't even say good because I don't want to judge people who want to feel like conventionally more negative concepts. We want to feel what feels right for us. And so I just start by, okay, it's a feeling then. So let's look at our states of being. So you have your physical, mental, and emotional states of being, and you can identify how do I want to feel physically most of the time? Or if you're, if you get good at this, you can alter it in the moment. But how do I want to feel physically? How do I want to feel mentally? And how do I want to feel emotionally? And I I offer some, you know, key words to help guide people through this process, because sometimes that can be challenging to get started. Um, And like I said, it doesn't have to be, it shouldn't be the expectations that society or your family or anyone else has put on you. And it doesn't have to be conventionally good things, you know, so you don't, You don't have to want to feel physically fit. That would be inappropriate. I think if you put fitness in there, you should really challenge yourself to think, is that the exact word that I'm going for here? Maybe you want to feel comfort, right? Or or maybe you want to feel fluid or, you know, flow or who knows, right? Everyone's going to be different. Um, But once you identify these things, then the mapping part of your lifestyle gets pretty easy because you can look at the people, the places, the things. Uh, and the activities that promote those feelings. And then you just cleanse out what doesn't fit. You cleanse out what's, you know, actually driving you in an opposite direction. And you make room for the things that will promote those feelings. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you start noticing, okay, like 
I had a great day. <laughs> like I told my husband yesterday, I had a great day. You know what I did? It was not, you, most people will not think it was great. I drove to the east side of town to do hockey drop off. I drove back to the west side of town to do theater drop off. I ran home. I did a video. I went back to theater. I, you know, I was like all over the place. And, you know, we have good traffic in this city. It took me almost an hour to get home from the last thing that pickup that I had to do. And I was in the car and I was like, you know, this is so fun because now I, I don't listen to the radio a lot anymore. We've been at the pool. We've been wherever. And now I get to sit here and talk to my kids and sing songs for an hour. And that's how I knew that my alignment was working because I still had all the day to day. My presence in those moments were more aligned with who I want to be and who I'm becoming and it's not that the like the activities that I do in every day are going to be perfectly exactly what I want to do, but I can remind myself how developing skill sets in my children is a priority for me. I can remind myself how having conversations with them is a priority for me, how uh, singing in the car is a fun hobby for me. You know, like I, I bring a better self to those necessary activities. And um, I think that's what alignment is about. It's like you going to the pool, right? You bring a better self. Yeah. I got to hang with the kids, get some mom points for that. Hang with my friend, catch up with her. We always encourage each other, which is so exciting. So I love that sounds like a great day to me. That is better than good. I think that sounds fantastic. And I, that makes so much sense. I'm here for that productivity, but I'm also here for just being present with the kids. And I actually have a fun memory. I, my mom always listens to the podcast episode. Hey mom, we know you're listening girl. We love you. Um, my mom and I, we would always say, mom, let's, when we were kids, we'd say, let's roll down the windows and turn up the music and act like teenagers. And uh, this meant, you know, those were the days before the cool sunroof. So we would roll in the minivan, we'd roll down the windows, Courtney, we'd crank up, you know, who knows, maybe it's like the Macarena at the time. You know, I'm so old, who knows what it was, but we were all, you know, dancing and singing in the car. And those were really fun memories. And now my kids do that. And we'll even do that when we go back to visit my family in Tennessee. And they'll be like, Graham, Papa, let's roll down the windows and turn up the music and act like teenagers, you know, and it's like, that's the kind of stuff that makes for a really good day. Those I love that. Days. Yeah. Yes. Those are the moments that you look back on and you're like, that was just, we were living. Yes, we were living. And it sounds like you're living now, which is great. Thank you for this um, personal therapy session. I appreciate <laughs> you. I don't know if you knew that you were coming on to do that for me today, but you did. And I appreciate it. And I'm so excited. I feel like I get to call you friend now. And I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon when we go to Sam's event. Uh, I'll just say again, August 17th and 18th. I think that's yes. when it is very exciting. It's going to be so much fun. And while I believe that this episode is actually going to air after you do this really great webinar, where you are going to do this workshop and you're going to talk a little bit more deeply about these things. Tell us if people want to work with you, if they want to connect with you, how can we do that? And I'll absolutely put some of those links to you in show notes so that they can reach out and they can even talk with you about the alignment mapping and that kind of thing. But tell us how we can get in touch with you again. Yes. Thank you so much, Paige. Um, okay. So I'm most active um, social media wise on my Instagram account, which is Courtney Murphy underscore. Okay. Um, so you can find me there. I'm also on LinkedIn and do a little bit on LinkedIn. Um, the best way to reach me is actually I'm pretty like I'm a normal human. You can DM me on Instagram and I'll see it. 
Um, I, I check my own DMs and I also have my website listed on, uh, or my email listed on my website. The website is workwellpeoplesolutions.com. It's just the company name. Um, and my uh, email is info at workwellpeoplesolutions.com. So if anyone is looking for, you know, career coaching, employee advocacy, or HR consulting work, they can reach out to me there. And um, the book you can find on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And um, I'm just so thrilled to have had this time with you today, Paige. It's been a joy. I'm so excited to meet you in person in just a few weeks. And um, I really look forward to it. Yay. It's going to be so great. And you guys get yourself a copy of this book. Grab yourself a copy for somebody else too. And go ahead and leave her a review, hit that fifth star and leave her a review. I can tell you as an author, it absolutely means the world. Please do that for her. Um, it just gets the book out in front of more people. It just shows up more in the world. And as you guys can clearly hear what she's talking about is valuable. I, as I said, feel like I've just had a therapy session today. So thank you so much, Courtney. You're a dream and I cannot wait to see you and hug you in person very soon. Thank you again so much for being here. And also your dog did not bark once. You need to know she did a great job. <laughs> she did. So I'm going to go give her a treat. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paige. It's been a joy. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. And you guys stay tuned for more of making sure that we are giving ourselves credit for things that we are doing, doing things in our own style and really working toward those areas of pivoting when we maybe feel like we are in burnout. You guys continue showing up and listening because I've got some more amazing guests on the way. And again, thank you for being here today, Courtney. Yes. Thank you so much, Paige. Thanks guys for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one -on -one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? Reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this, your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot. Pivot.